Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and the co-author of Tarot for Troubled Times. I'm also your host for this podcast series. This is episode 156 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is creating your own tarot spreads. And my special guest is Weston from Rootlock Tarot. Welcome, Weston. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Well, this is going to be, I think, a very helpful topic. Um, so I'm really happy to have you here. You created a new book called The Rootlock Book of Tarot Spreads. It's got 33 original tarot spreads. So before we talk about creating your own tarot spreads, how did you begin putting this book together and what was your idea behind it? Well, I have some kind of strong feelings about what a tarot spread should and should not include, um, which really is rooted in my idea of tarot being like a self-reflective and therapeutic tool. Um, and so I just kind of got the idea that I would love to create some of my own spreads. And the more I made, I thought, you know, I could make a book out of this. And so I put it together and released it as a PDF. Yeah, and it's really good. And the spreads are are very useful. I've been playing around with them. And I'm certainly going to be featuring some of them here, you know, on the podcast and the blog, because I love sharing different spreads with people. Um, you know, and some people, we, we love to go with standard spreads or spreads that other people create. But why would someone want to create their own spreads rather than, you know, sticking with the tried and true or sticking with what you or I might create? Well, I think that every person has their own unique relationship to their tarot deck and their tarot practice. And creating spreads of your own is just another avenue for you to deepen that relationship. Um, so for me, you know, creating my own spread and then using it and it might evolve over time. It's just another like level of relationship that I have to tarot. And I think it can also be a great way to kind of look at tarot in a different way when you're thinking about what kind of spread placements you would create and what would be sort of the overall theme of the spread. It kind of gets you thinking about your tarot practice in ways that you might not if you're just using other people's spreads. Well, that makes sense, actually, because I think when we use other people's spreads, like I used a Celtic cross, for example, you know, it becomes then very much like, I don't want to say this in a negative way, but kind of robotic. You're not, you're like, boom, 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 boom. You're laying it out. Whereas if you're creating your own spreads, what you're saying is it really does allow you to become more conscious and more mindful about your connection with the cars and what they're doing. Absolutely. And another thing that I encourage people to do is to adapt spreads. So if you see a tarot spread that you really like, uh, but there's something about it that feels a little bit off to you, or, you know, you feel like it could use a little bit of a tweaking to resonate with you more, to go ahead and do that. Like there's no, I always say there's no rules in tarot and anything that you come across that, that, seems interesting to you or any idea you have, I encourage people to just kind of go with it. And that includes taking a spread and changing it. I'm going to come back to that in a second. But okay. one of the things I want to talk about first, though, let's say you're totally new to tarot, you want to create your own tarot spreads, what is the first step? Well, I think the first step is thinking about what kinds of questions you like to ask yourself when you're going to your tarot deck. Um, 
So, you know, for me, a lot of times I'll pull cards when I'm sort of having an internal conflict. There's something that I'm trying to make a decision or I'm trying to figure out how to approach something in a way that's going to be most effective. Um, So I often will kind of start with what kind of questions am I going to be asking? And then what would effective like card placements be to help me to get a good answer and like maybe a multifaceted answer that helps me look at at this conflict in in different ways, in ways that I might not otherwise. So you start by thinking about the questions you want to ask. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's very smart. Um, You know, but so let me ask you this too. So let's say that you're having trouble formulating questions. What would be your advice on that then? Uh, If I wanted to create my own spreads, but I'm thinking, oh my God, I don't even know what questions to ask. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that makes me think that there are other ways that I, other sparks that have started me towards uh, creating spreads. And one of those is if you look in my book, there's a section called metaphorical imagery spreads. And I would say these ones are inspired a little bit by something different than just the question. Um, So I have like the rose spread and the forest spread and the swamp spread and so with these, I'm, I'm thinking of natural environments or particular plants like a rose and kind of using it as a metaphor for the spread. Um, and so that one is sort of a different starting point. But to answer your question about how to formulate tarot questions, I think the more open the question, the better. Um, mm-hmm. So I often urge people to, to kind of almost think like as the most basic element of their question is like, how do I approach this situation most effectively? And you can sort of adapt that template into something that resonates with whatever that particular situation is. So if it's like a conflict with another person, it could be like, how do I resolve this conflict with this other person most effectively? Or if it's a decision you're trying to make, it could be something like, what do I need to think about in order to make this decision in the best way? Um, so sort of just these open and guidance focused questions. I love that. That's great advice. And the, you mentioned the section on metaphorical imagery spreads, but are there any other points of inspiration that people could start with? Let's say, I don't want to start with nature. What else could I start with? Well, something that I also did in the book was start with the tarot itself. Um, if you're familiar with my podcast, Rulock Radio, I, you know, take a very like systems focused approach to tarot. So I'm always looking for like underlying systems of numbers and the elemental energies and the archetypes and looking for like narrative arcs within the tarot and just kind of all these little like systems that are underlying the meanings of the cards. So I think that's also a really great place to start. So if you're looking at the tarot, say a sequence of major arcana cards, um, something about the way those three cards go together really strikes you, you could create a tarot spread based on that. And in the book, I have one called the tower spread, which is the first card is the devil, the second one's the tower, and the third one's the star. So that first devil card is about where you're stuck. The tower is about what needs to clear out. And the star is like what sort of uh, serenity or like new openness you'll find on the other side of that clearing. So that's another way you could you could go. I love that idea. I think that is so brilliant. And you know, that's something I've never thought about. I create spreads now and then, but 
using those three cards, I mean, that is just such a smart way to kind of play with your cards and, and create. I love that. Thank you so much. And I, I mean, that's three of 22 major arcana cards. So you, there's all kinds of possibilities. Absolutely. I mean, you can start anywhere within there, within the framework of the major arcana and build a whole spread right from there. I love that. Now, you also just mentioned a little bit earlier about modifying or adapting existing spreads. Let's elaborate on that a little bit. Can you explain to my audience, how could you do that? For sure. Uh, So I can think of two examples from my own experience. One is like a past, present, future spread. Uh I have a little bit of a problem with a card just being labeled future because I think a lot of people interpret that as uh, fated, like this is going to happen in the future. And it really undermines your free will to choose and to shape your future, which I know you also are a big Uh proponent of, of thinking about things that way. And so I replace future with looking forward, right? Because that helps us to like look forward and anticipate what could happen, but also gives us more agency to change that trajectory. Um, And then the other example is the rose spread, which is also in my book. And I honestly, I wish that I could find where I originally came across a rose spread somewhere on the internet. I can't find it today. And I would love to credit whoever designed it. Uh, So if they hear this, reach out to me. Um, But in that spread, uh, something that really struck me is the rose blossom was presented as something that is like about to die away. And to me, like a rose blossom is just, it's like the most like beautiful, full expression of a rose. Like it's like the purpose of the rose coming to fruition. And so I thought that kind of did a little bit of a disservice to what a rose blossom is. And so I changed it more to almost like this sort of ideal outcome, like what is the purest and most beautiful expression of like what could happen in this situation. Um, So yeah, you can just kind of look for things that like maybe don't sit quite right with you and, and think about adapting either that whole spread or that particular card placement in a way that is more aligned with how you approach tarot. I love that because, you know, tarot, we can make it our own. We don't have to go with all the tried and true quote unquote traditions, you know, who came up with those traditions anyways. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's something I love about tarot so much is that whatever you believe, if you're really scientific minded and you don't believe in divination at all, you can still use tarot to just kind of reflect and reframe things for yourself. Uh, If you are a person who believes in a particular set of beliefs that is uh, tied to religion, you can find ways to adapt tarot to be messages from God or whatever you would, you would think it is. So I love that it's so flexible and that anyone can, can adapt it to what they already believe. Absolutely. I think it is a a remarkable tool and I think tarot is for everybody, you know, so I firmly believe that. So, you know, how do you come up with um, names for, you know, like the placements or where, where to put things in the spread or the names for the different positions? Do you have any advice on that? Yeah. So, you know, taking, for example, one of those metaphorical images, imagery spreads like the forest, right? I sort of started thinking about, okay, 
I love forests. And um, what do I love about forests? Well, they regenerate themselves, which is really cool. And they also are always kind of striving to grow um, and reaching higher and higher. So those are like a couple of things that I really admire about the forest. So then I just sort of broke it down into different elements of the forest. You know, you have like roots, you have trees that are growing, you have trees that have fallen down, you have nurse logs, which is like a a tree that has fallen and is now providing nutrients for new growth in the forest. And then you have saplings. And so just kind of like looking at these different elements of a forest and and deciding so like for instance with the sapling that is the card that represents like the new growth and then there's a timber card and that represents like what is falling away so really just kind of like whatever you're starting with breaking it down into smaller elements and then thinking well what could that represent Um, and that's, I mean, that's one way to do it. If you're, if you're working with like an image, um, if you're working, you know, like I said, with the tower spread, I'm just looking at those three cards in the tarot and trying to figure out what do those represent that could be helpful in this spread. Um, so there are a few different ways you can do it, but I think the overall thing is, is breaking it down into smaller elements. Do you prefer small spreads or big spreads? I think I like a good medium-sized spread. <laughs> right in the middle. <laughs> yeah, something like five cards. Um, yeah. when, it's, when it's a really big spread, like 10 cards, I find it starts to get a little bit harder to discern a message. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like a really short, like three-card spread because I can feel like that can be pretty quick and easy. And like the message is very clear, usually, when it's a smaller spread. Right on. So any other tips that you might want to share that you think people need to consider when creating their own spreads? Well, I think just kind of something I think about a lot is anxiety, right? And like how we can, how we can create tarot spreads that makes it make us more anxious or tarot spreads that are like more therapeutic for you. Um, so like a a spread that's like, what is this other person thinking about me might be like a great place for you to just project all of your anxiety about that relationship. Um, so I would, I would urge people to kind of steer clear of things that, that they know are going to make them anxious. Um, in, there is a section of my book. It's, it's kind of an appendix at the end. It's, it's a five page guide for creating your own spreads. And I cover some of these like considerations that I think are important when you go to make your own spreads. And I offer like a list of sort of themes that you can adapt into card placements. Um, And I kind of talk about my process for building some of the spreads in the, in the book as well. So that could be helpful if someone is, is hoping to design some of their own. Right on. And I love what you said about being anxious and doing a spread. Because mm-hmm. I know, you know, depending on, on how your mind operates, if you are worried and anxious and you're creating a spread, for example, or hitting up tarot, sometimes, depending on how your mind operates, either you're going to hear what you want to hear or you're going to hear the thing you're the most afraid of because you cannot be clear-headed. So not the time to approach tarot. It's always best to approach tarot when we're coming at it with the calmest mind possible. 
Absolutely. And I think that that's also why kind of going back to how you create your tarot questions, that's why I always urge people to focus on like, well, what do I need to do to best approach this situation, right? Because that gives you some clarity that might actually help you to feel less anxious rather than sort of like what's going to happen. And then you pull the tower and you find yourself really freaking out. (laughs) Well, one of the things I always like to say to people is that tarot is not a passive act. You know, it's not that future is just happening to you. We do have a role in this. So approaching the cards the way you say makes sense because it really helps people to be in that mindset when they're working with it. So that's brilliant advice. Thank you. So your book is great. Where can people get the book? Where can they learn from you and work with you? Yes. Share all of it. So the book is available for download on my website, which is rootlocktarot.com. If people want to learn from me, I think the best place to go is my podcast, Rootlock Radio. Um, The first season of the podcast, which is the first 16 episodes, is this very like structured course in tarot in the form of a podcast. I kind of, I cover all the cards and it's a very like start to finish structured course and that's how I conceptualized it and then uh, I recently created the second season which was a little bit looser and just kind of more advanced um, lessons but all of all of my podcast is about learning how to use tarot and how to develop your own tarot practice and I'll definitely have more seasons coming out soon as well Um, and then people can also follow me on Instagram at Rulock Tarot that's a great place to kind of keep up with what I'm up to. And I also have an email list that you can find on my website as well. Awesome. Well, for people who are listening, I do recommend you get the book. It's going to help you to create your own spreads and the spreads in there are very useful. So I'll be definitely featuring them over on the blog and on the podcast in a future episode, because we, there's always a spread for everything. And I always think that people need as many spreads as possible in their tarot toolbox for different situations in their life. So thank you so much for creating the ebook and all these amazing spreads, Weston. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate you saying that. And I appreciate you sharing your wisdom with my audience today. <sighs> all right, people. Well, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. And you can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free tarot and astrology lessons, the tarot coloring book, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and lots of other good things for you to scope out. I hope you enjoy it. And if you are enjoying this podcast, uh, just a little reminder, go over to iTunes, leave a kind review because that helps more tarot curious people find their way to tarot bites. And as always, I like to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, well, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending.